start with the strongest cards in my god and Only so we're, we're talking for a commander right we are talking for commander we should we always have to put that mostly because uh, you're gonna yell at us one. and say what we're wrong and you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> no, no no we're always right it's just you are you're in a, a different play group uh and uh, that's, and, that's why they're and the best part yeah that actually i've realized that for sure, like uh, my list is definitely more geared towards maybe groups that I'm typically playing with, mm-hmm. because I think bes- all the groups I play with, combat's important. Everywhere else, I, <laughs> I don't think people care. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, our play group especially like likes the, the difficulty of like combat stuff, and we're like okay we'll have a couple we'll have enough board wipes to like go to a random table but like yeah. not a whole lot but man it, sometimes you play with a strange group and it's just like man, it feels like every like five like draw steps there's a board wipe or something yeah to to uh to put it like this we have seen our fair share of 2 hour games yes yeah common for us to have a 2 hour yeah, game it was pretty common which mostly also, means we're, we're, we're going pretty slow too. Lot of, yeah, we're, we're we're taking our time. That's that. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> a turn cycle takes a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first couple turns don't, and then like turn five on is like a slog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that is our, our our caveat. Now I have uh, I did five for all these se- segments. I, I also did five. Okay, right. yeah, because that's our that's our typical. So typically, we do five cards for each. I segment. just did a random amount. <laughs> yeah, Overrated cards. I have three hundred. There's not even that many cards in the set. <laughs> which which might mean though. I mean, that is to say, there are might be cards that are just as strong as these five, but we only have five to fit. So these are the we ones that we're calling out. So, and you better call out the ones that you. If, if you're out. thinking, "Wow, I can't believe the ones that are on their list," that that was our sixth. Yeah. <laughs> Just missed the were cut. Correct. That was our just missed the cut. Don't now, even. I, I, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a prediction. I'm gonna make a prediction. I bet we only have like one crossover on the strongest. Because I, I just feel like there's a lot of cards here. That I think pretty. Cool. Yeah, there, there's a lot of cards. There's, there's, yeah. I think we have like two at least. Two. Two. That's the over unders one point five. Because yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. I I I could maybe call you at two. But mm-hmm. I think that's the top here. Yeah, so we'll see the, if it's one. Usually there's like, I mean, I think there's one specifically that's like, that's like definitely very up. powerful. And, and I, maybe a couple, but like, usually there's like, okay, here's the board wipe <laughs> that is just going to be really good. Well, so the one man board wipe good. I would obviously yeah. put as like my number one. Yeah, but yeah. there is none of those. Yeah, or like a really, really good mana rock or something that's just like. I don't think like, there's a sweeper in this set. There is one there's that white one in there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. seven mana yeah no <laughs> not on my list but <laughs> not on my list either but yeah there, <laughs> there wasn't like a whole lot of there's a lot of synergy because the set is built around like it's a very theme set and right. it's just like and the the themes are not just like really good creatures or like multicolored it's like right like 
poison counters, proliferation. It's like, okay, there's really only a couple of things in there. You can, we can do that, that or like that. artifacts or something like that. True, true, true. All right. Would you like to start? Would you like things? I will start. Fine. So we're like loosely going from like number five to number one, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to start from the back end and go to my top. Okay. So my back end is going to be one of the Phyrexian horrors. Uh, Drivnod, Carnage Dominus. Love it. It is Love the it. Uh, five mana, three black, black for an eight, three uh, legendary Phyrexian horror. Uh, if a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent, you control the trigger. That ability triggers an additional time, and it has a activated ability. Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black, Exile 3, Creature Carter from the <laughs> Graveyard. Put an indestructible counter on uh, this creature. So you can pay four life, exile three Creature cards from a Graveyard at instant speed to make it indestructible. But you'll never be able to do that, Eric. You'll never be able to do that. You're in black. <laughs> Name one other card in black that uses the Graveyard. But you, you have to do that at sorcery speed, right? Instant. Yeah, these cards are all busted. <laughs> I have yeah, a lot, a lot of the... This one, I, I had it on a different list. Um, so I didn't have it on this list. But mm-hmm. I could I could see all five of these having a case. And in fact, I'm going to talk about two of them. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I just like to me, it's like this I, dominant I cycle is yeah. freaking insane, man. Yeah, it's... Uh, the Be able to instant speed um, uh, make... Uh, the creature indestructible, I think, is really good for these, like, and essentially very, doubling the effects. Very low cost. cost. Especially it's like one on mana one. sometimes, or the, like having two artifacts or removing counters or yeah, just sacrificing just creatures. This requires three creatures in a grave in your graveyard. Yeah, that exactly. Very low. To... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. a very low bar to clear. Right. Very low. The other ones seem harder. This one seems like the easiest. Yeah, yeah, this, this is, is super easy, especially if you're in a sacrificing creature stuff. Um, right. So one thing I was kind of looking around to see, like, oh, what is there like a classic one? And obviously the classic one is like, um, like the uh, the ones that like, oh, whenever a creature dies, I uh, drain an opponent for one. Uh, there aren't actually a whole lot of death triggers. I mean, there is a, there is a lot. <laughs> well, right? where there, you have to start looking is just in the taste of Karlov deck. Like, right, pull, yeah, it was a bunch punch of stuff. that in on EDH rec, see what they play, because they're in black anyway. Exactly. This fits in there pretty perfectly. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Most of the effects I found come on the sack outlets rather than yeah, the creatures yeah, dying. Yeah. But it's all the same thing, right? It's just like, okay, you you still in those decks need the thing that says like, well, whenever a creature dies, like make a treasure. I don't know if that card exists, but whatever. And right. now it's just like, okay, I'm going to double up everything. <laughs> And I think for that reason it. is why I think his static is the weakest, which is why I had let, left him off my list because uh, I, I don't think, think that static comes up as much as some of the other ones, except for specific decks. Like Tasa, yeah, like those. That's going to be kind of a theme with my powerful ones. I don't know if there's any cards that are just like generically good that are like, oh, you put this in every blue deck, but. If it's like, if this is going the deck that it's supposed to go in, then it'll be really good. Yeah, and I, I don't know how many effects there are like this, like doubling up death triggers, which is another... Yeah, just Tasa and this. So, yeah. yeah there's only two. So, I, I kind of put a little more value on that. That's fair. That's fair. 
Well, I'll give you uh, the first of its kind, then, as my fifth card. And uh, it's it's my number five card for a reason. That's because it's an uncommon. And I just think this card's still so playable and so good. It's Shieldred's Edict. One and a black, instant. Choose one. Oh, yeah. Each opponent sacks a non-token creature, sacks a token, or sacrifices a planeswalker. So... I don't know. Out of out of out of nowhere, it potentially could take out all three planeswalkers you're staring down from all your opponents. I don't see it being that, but I do see it as sacking a non-token creature from each of your opponents. May most likely be all their commanders <laughs> at like once for two mana at instant speed. This card's unbelievably playable in every black deck. It's nuts. Yeah, then that's the that they fix the exact problem with any edicts, which are just mm-hmm. like. Especially in Commander, there's just like, everyone's yeah. got like. And we play game. all of those like three mana creature ones, the Fleshbag Marauder types, mm-hmm. and they're good cards. But as, as soon as someone gets a bunch of tokens out, it's just like okay, it doesn't. It matter. just doesn't matter. Yeah, and and good against this guy, it doesn't matter against it. Yeah, and like the creatures, usually there's a bunch of like synergy with creatures, and that's the reason why they're playable. Is so you can just like get them back and buy them back and yeah. reanimate them and get them back to your hand, play them again. But with the sorcery speed <laughs> one, they're usually one and done in black decks. But this is just like, oh, you have like your commander that like craps out a bunch of tokens. Okay, but you only have one real creature. That's your commander. Right. So I'm gonna like play this thing and now get rid of that. And like two things about it is like first instant speed. We know how that, how that helps. Ever, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But two is sacrificing. How many things that that surprisingly gets around in commander is astonishing. Right. We just we just mentioned uh, indestructible counters. <laughs> yeah. And this matter. one not only gets around like the indestructible, the hex proofs, the, all the the I target Lord. my thing to make it indestructible, hex proof, and all that crap, but it also doesn't target like if they end up getting hex proof somehow. Yeah. There are cards that give players hex proof, and this says each opponent it doesn't care. It's just like you're not getting away from this thing. Mm-hmm. So I just think this I'm like, wow. I see this card I'm like dang. They should have had this a while back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the differentiating between token and non-token creatures is kind of big. Because usually that matters whenever it's like, that's the thing you look for whenever like a green enchantment starts with, or it's like whenever a creature or non-creature enters the battlefield or with black, like sacrifice a non-token creature. But usually it's not offensive. It's always just like sacrifice a creature. Right, right, right. Last <laughs> my five. Where are we going? Um, my fourth is going to be, uh, Unctus Grand, uh, Metatect. I was no, trying Metatect. to figure out what the last, <laughs> I was I like, love the Metalect? Name. Besides, I, was like, oh, all, I love the name, the Metatect. The Metatect. It is a <laughs> legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Vidalkin, um, call back to the, uh, Grand Architect. Grand Architect, yeah. Um, it is a one blue blue for two four. Uh, other blue creatures you control have. Uh, whenever this creature becomes tapped, draw a card and discard cards. So you loot other artifact creatures you control get plus one plus one. Then for a Phyrexian mana, um, until end of turn, target creature becomes a target creature you control. Sorry, becomes a blue artifact in addition to its other uh, nonsense. Activate as a sorcery, but it's a Phyrexian blue, so you need to pay blue or two life. So there's you can you can do some nonsense when you're when you're gonna go off with like tapping and untapping shenanigans and stuff like that going on. 
Do you think it's that good, though? I don't know. I, 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 I like the card. I think it's a cool card. I don't know how strong I'd see this card being, though. I don't know. Like, you, you can... I think I like this card because you can put it in a lot of different places. So, like, if you have any vehicles, just, like, end of turn, loot six, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like... Well, are you going to pay life for all that, yeah. or you're talking probably paying mana? I mean, you just have blue creatures if you're in a bottle blue deck or something. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, all right, all right. Right, it, only, it just carries the creatures blue and you just tap Right, if, down. if you have a tap outlet, that's fine. If you're so attacking... Just, you just like the fact that it gives all blue creatures the Murfolk looter ability. Just right, like, yeah. It's just like, well, oh, do you want to... it doesn't quite give them that because they can't just tap to do it. They have to get tapped, like like you said, they have to have yeah. vehicles. They have to have some way to tap themselves. I, I like the... Um... I like being able to use those like random tokens or whatever as a resource. Like if I just have like five one ones for no reason, I'm just like, well, I don't know. Like they're probably not going to do anything. <laughs> and they'll just sit there. I like, guess they're blocked. It's like, okay, well I'm just going to attack you, Brett. At least I get to loot or something. Yeah. I just don't know. It's like, I have a mono blue deck who cares a lot about tapping. I don't think I would run this guy. I don't think like he gets into the Gadwick deck. Uh, no, probably not. He's also you're not tapping your stuff to do like shenanigans no, really that way. But well, stuff. but I'm always attacking because usually I tap everything down and I swing in with uh-huh. usually a bunch of one ones. Like not not a lot of damage, so it would be nice to get loots. But like I don't know, I'm not running this guy to get that. Right, and this also like stacks of just like just doing other stuff. I I think it's one of those things where when it's on the battlefield, it would be like. I think you drew like 15 cards over two turns just right yeah yeah it, it could be like that yeah i wonder how again not in every blue deck or anything kind of a kind of a running theme where it's just like you're not going to put most of these cards and just like yeah I, any good hey my next one's questionable as well but i just want to like again it's just like pointed out i'm like i i actually do think this card this next one i'm going to talk about is stronger than even i think but i obviously haven't played with it so i don't know <laughs> you but i think about these? it I ran well, 500 pitch. games for each one of these. I'm going to pitch it, Eric, and then you tell me okay. if, if what I'm if the lines I'm thinking is like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, all right. What is what is the Dragon Party version of uh, Shark Tank? Yeah, <laughs> the the pinata ring or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we got to come up with something for it, though. Yeah. So here's my pitch, Eric. This is another uncommon. There are some banging uncommons in this set. Uh. How do you feel when I say the Vat of Rebirth? Um, I'm gonna have to, you have to look up the first. card. I know it. Okay, so here we go. This, is, this is a single black for an artifact. Whenever another artifact or creature you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you put an oil counter onto the Vat of Rebirth. For three and a black, or sorry, for two and a black, three mana total, tap, remove four oil counters from the Vat of Rebirth, and return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate only the sorcery. So you have a sorcery okay. speed, three mana. Uh, bring something back from the graveyard. So you're telling me if you have uh, three uh, treasures or four treasures, you can just reanimate anything. Yeah, it, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> here's point number one. It does not say non-token. Mm-hmm. So it accepts oil counters from... All of your artifacts and creatures going, like, dying, going away. Treasures, everything. Number two, it doesn't say when the creature you've reanimated dies that it exiles. It goes right back to the graveyard, puts another oil counter on this rebirth, and you could just reanimate that thing again. 
Number three, you don't have to get rid of the Vat of Rebirth for using yeah, this effect. You think usually for an uncommon, it would be like sacrifice. Uh, at least rebirth. one of those points. It's like, no, everything's out the window for this card. It's just like, no, take it. Every, oh, <laughs> way you want it to work, it does. The only thing is that it's sorcery, not instant, right? That's the one thing they tacked onto it to be mm -hmm. like, it's totally safe. But I'm like, dang, I can reanimate every turn for three mana? Basically, Whoa. yeah. I this card yeah, seems sweet. That seems pretty good. Yeah, the, um, the, the fact that I think when I first read this card, I just implanted in my head that you had to sack it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was just like, okay, I was like, I 100 agree, or at least, like you said, like my first instinct would not be I can sacrifice four treasures, add four mana, tap this thing for three of it, and reanimate yeah. something. That's not what I would think would happen. Yeah, <laughs> and there's just treasures all over the place. But, but that's how but, this thing works. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, this thing's crazy. This thing's crazy. It's pretty sweet. So all right, so you like, like my it. number four pick then? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Cool. I'm a, I'm cool, a big cool. fan. Big fan, yeah, yeah. No, I, fan I was too. I was confused because it is not the only card that, not even the only uncommon that begins with the word bat. So when I typed yeah. it in, I was like, yeah, I think it might be a cycle, it, right? Because there's like a green one, I think. Oh no, there's a, the green one's incubation sack. Yeah, but there, it seems like there's a one mana of every color art. Like uh, red has churning reservoir. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's like there's definitely a cycle. Yeah, font of progress is in blue. So there's a cycle of these one mana artifacts that sit there and do stuff but okay. i think by far the best is the vat of uh rebirth i'm uh i'm struggling with okay i'm, I'm gonna put this one three okay. i think all of these next three are like all kind of along the same tier so uh my third is mondrak glory dominus Yep, this is, it is uh, the, it's a your classic token doubler. This one's on my list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this one we four definitely crossed four, over. Four. Second you have to put other. this one. This one's so busted. <laughs> yeah, and it's um, it's indestructible counter thing has it. It's one generic and then two uh, Frexing white. So three or one. <laughs> Sacrifice two other artifacts and or creatures. Put an indestructible counter on it. And guess what? If you're playing a token deck, you have a bunch of those. Those artifacts can just be treasures, they can be clues, they can be wherever they you want them to be. They can be like one mana weapons. and four life, and he's indestructible, and you can double all your treasures and blah blah blah. This sorry, this card's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Just how good it is. This card's this card's annoying. This yeah, and so usually good. when something this kind of a strong effect that was on an enchantment just becomes a creature, you're like, okay, that's fine. But <laughs> like if you're playing tokens. They have they like they're gonna lose if they don't board wipe anyway. So it's like <laughs> having that effect on a creature almost like it, it's helpful because it speeds up the clock by a couple turns. But it's just like okay, well the board wipe solves everything. But if you have um, an enchantment version of the token doubler, and you board wipe and then you just like cast white sun zenith, and I was like, okay, now uh, twenty five yeah, cat tokens. Literally, now. it takes one turn and you're back to where you were. Yeah, exactly, and. It can get indestructible, so they try to board wipe. It's like, okay, we'll sacrifice two tokens that we're going to get destroyed anyway. This is this is one of the like anointed procession was a card that you had to remove, but it was hard to, so you almost couldn't. This one's just like, holy god, god, like we we have there's no choice anymore. Yeah, we have to get rid of it, and we have to have the removal for it, or we lose immediately. This card is yeah. 
And this was my number two card. I was yeah, like, it's it's really good. It, yeah, it's one of those things like it only goes to token decks. It's going to be at every single token deck. Yeah, on, that can play white. Yeah, and that's all that you can say about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be really annoying um, if they print like one more of these because yeah, the, I was the, annoyed at this one honestly. I was like, wow. They, I mean, they they push this card a lot. They pushed yeah. all these dominuses, and this they pushed this one the hardest. Because there's like four currently, but they're all like thirty. Yeah, Anointed Procession, Parallel Lives, uh, Doubling Season. Yeah, and there's another green one that also d- doubles plus one plus one counters. And what was that uh, commander set? Orinclex does. Yeah, well, there's another green enchantment. I forget what, I forget what it was called, but okay. um, but oh, it's are also... you talking about the branching evolution thing? The one that no, it was a it's. Five, it's like four and a green doubles all the tokens that you make and or doubles all like creature tokens oh i know exactly but it's dupl- uh primal vigor i think it's called yeah is it primal vigor that sounds right we're gonna clack 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 yeah primal vigor but they're all like thirty dollars yeah so this one's gonna be what forty dollars to start out at i don't know this this card's gonna be the most expensive card in the set Commander's going to drive it up. Yeah, exactly. And because, like, every... Or, like, usually when a a awesome card comes out, it almost, like, either generates a new deck or doesn't get put in, like, literally every single deck it's supposed to, like, target. This is literally just says, like, any deck that primarily focuses around tokens needs to be bought and you're cutting your other worst <laughs> card because it's, like, this is... It's just, like... Oh, I, even like doubling mana effects aren't as generic as, as good as <laughs> these effects in token decks. So it's just like adding a fifth soul ring or whatever. I mean, at this point, let's finish off the Dominus cycle because my number three was the green Dominus. Uh, this one, again, this green Dominus in particular, I think is more suited towards our playgroup's style than yeah. others. I was going to say, but- I don't think this is very good. I definitely think it's very good. <laughs> it's really strong. So it is the unnatural growth, which is the five mana enchantment on a stick, as well as the four mana Royal Procession on a stick was Mondrak. This is the uh, at the beginning of each combat, you double the power and toughness of all the creatures you control, and it starts as a four six with reach. It costs seven mana, and then for green green sack two other creatures, it gets in, it's indestructible counter. So free, completely free. You usually have two one ones lying around. Okay, it's indestructible, and then it just doubles all combat power and toughness for the rest of the game. It's so strong. I I think this is an effect very much like the uh, Crater Hoop Behemoth, but it lasts every turn <laughs> for the rest of the game. Oh, I think this is much much worse than any of those effects. I mean, it's worse than one that ends the game that turn. Yeah, well, because it doesn't give it almost trample. not really. It's yeah. It, there's ways to get trample though. This yeah, is still a lot of damage. This still forces through a lot of pain and damage. Yeah, I think I think it definitely uh, can end the game very quickly. The it's it'll depend. Obviously, depends on the construction of the deck. What I guess I'm thinking about is like the things like Crater Hoof and the stuff. It turns like one ones into like seven sevens for and a like, turn. Though, yeah, you have to win that turn. A fog, can but you you, you don't you don't. In Commander, yeah, it's just as likely to fog than every combat. I think 
you play a lot more Fogs than everybody else does. Fogs a fucking great card, and you should play it. <laughs> um, but I mean, usually Crater Hoof wins the game because you don't play Crater Hoof like into Counter Magic or whatever, or mm-hmm. Fogs in this case. Or like, oh, you're gonna play it into Fog, baby. <laughs> no that's one my secret. I'm always fogging. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Brett does have this. We have a house rule where if Brett brings a fog machine in the room, he does get one free fog per game. I, don't I know do. I automatically. All I have to do is turn it on at the right moment. And they never expect it. They never expect. It. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, the fog like drips over my car. Like I phased out, bitch. <laughs> oh, come on. It's so good. Don't you see? Uh, it Bob? does count as one of his cards, though. Yeah. <laughs> I have to discard a card to do. He has to that. discard a card. <laughs> yes. And it cost it's, me three hundred dollars to run the fog machine, so it it's not yeah, it's, it's not a free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, I think um, I don't know. I I think this is going to be a card that you play, and then there's going to be more situations where you're like, I wish I just had like overwhelming stampede or something in your deck. You might. I just I just know for a fact cards that say they do something every single time. <laughs> <laughs> generally end up being pretty good yeah like, so, like would you would you play an enchantment that was seven mana like each creature gets gets like plus five plus five during combat so so they have unnatural growth uh one four green that just mm-hmm. does this effect right yeah and i would play that <laughs> yeah, i would play that every time yeah but like plus five, plus that, five is, i'd play this is i think better than than doubling the power Oh, so if you played a seven mana enchantment, everything gets plus five, plus five every combat. Yeah, I think that would be better. Which, so, so, so your point though, I do play the plus three, plus three collective uh, blessing, mm-hmm. and I win a lot with the card. Plus three, plus three yeah. is good enough a lot of the times. Yeah, and I, and it, so it'll be interesting seeing this play out. My, I think, yeah, my argument is again is turning one ones into four fours. That's that's it's better than, than one ones and two twos. Two twos, yeah. right? But you All know, right, turning. Yeah. Your five five, but this is indestructible. It's not. It's not easy yeah. to remove. This thing's indestructible. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Again, these reached. all these dominuses I think are just insane, Eric. It's like, it's like you can make a case for any. All right, I do think the two weakest. We might as well finish the cycle though. Are the red and the blue ones? I think they are the two weakest out of all of them. The blue one just because it's a very niche. It's a proliferate guy. Yeah, it's only and a three five with flying and. uh it, and and I think it's the hardest to activate. It requires three counters among artifacts, creatures, and planeswalkers. That's a lot harder to activate than the other four. Yes, I think that is a lot harder to activate than the uh, than it's the hardest. But like, if you're playing a proliferate deck, it's you're not. If you're playing something that doesn't yeah, have you, counter on it, you probably want to. Yeah, but and also he he doesn't come with the, a counter, and like the problem all you is, can is proliferate if, on him is his indestructible counter, which doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the weird thing about this is like if you're a super friends deck and proliferate, that's much worse because you might just kill one of your planeswalkers if you move three when it comes down and someone tries to kill it. Versus like mm. you know, oh, I have a um, uh. I have my like squid that has a bunch that has like six plus one plus one counters, but it's a two two. It's like yeah. it's fine. We'll get those back. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, yeah. He's very situational, so I don't think he's very good. And then the red one, I think his activation is also really, really costly. It's it's one two red red uh, Phyrexian mana and discard two cards to get the counter on him. That's costly. 
That is costly. I maybe I just need to rethink, maybe re- rewire my brain. But like, whenever I see like discard a card, it's the same thing as like sacking a creature to me. Where I'm like, oh sure, it I only put this thing. in. It could be a good thing. Yeah, right, like, right, right, right. If you're using this as a, as a good effect, yeah. But then, I don't know, then you also need that static to be useful, and it's only for non-combat damage. Uh, two power, uh, double <laughs> Which is awkward. They're weird, they're wording things weird, too, mm-hmm. in this set. They're yeah, changing up how they're, there's a couple of them that are just... What's nice wide. about one like that red one is, like, in Commander, it's, like, any opponent, all non-combat damage to any of them. Like, it doesn't care about your effects. It's well, just like, th- this one says if a source you control. Oh, you control. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay, yeah. So no, the, so yeah, yeah this one's not Exactly. As... So the blue and the reds are, are not as good. I think the, the green, uh, the Abzan-colored ones are just, just generally more useful and all pretty good in their own right. Yeah, definitely in general. Obviously, the, the blue one, like, I, I think it's going to be, like, stupid if there's, like, a proliferate theme. The the thing is, is this doesn't proliferate in itself, so you need cards with exactly. It's, it's it's just a static effect. So I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think he's actually as good as anyone. I, I think he might be the worst. All right, my I'm I'll say the my number two. Is, I only have one card left, so because we talked about the dominant cycle. Now. Okay, I'd be. I mean, my number one might be too narrow for you, but I I, I think it's just crazy. Um, <laughs> So my number two is Elish Norn, Mother of Machines. I have her on a different list. Um, talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated, maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so. <laughs> we'll talk about her here because uh, you're on on the strongest list. So yes, I think this is uh, definitely pretty strong. If a, so, if a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent, you control the trigger. It doubles up the triggers. Um, permits enter the battlefield don't cause abilities of permits your opponents control to trigger. Um, it's also four seven vigilance five mana. Yeah, five mana. Damn. Yeah, because they gave her her classic right. That's what she was as a seven drop. Or yeah, she was a seven drop originally. Was yeah, she threw five vigilance. white white. Yeah. Yeah, five white white. Four seven yeah. vigilance. Yeah, so they kept her same stats, but lowered her by two mana and still gave her an insane effect. What? Yeah, no. <laughs> Which is like I don't know. All right, what? I guess. Yeah, like holy crap, they um, push her. This nuts. I, I think so there's kind of two two sides to this. One, like I think people look at this ability and goes like, oh, this this goes in blink decks. I'm not playing a blink deck. I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> but almost like yeah you like, have no idea how much this shuts how, down your deck you have exactly. no idea people yeah you i play torpor orb and the card slaps it is so it's, good it's so good because it's everyone goes like okay i'm gonna play uh ewits like actually that doesn't that doesn't work now. oh in the like, same well, way i play rest <laughs> in peace and it it decimates people it crushes it decimates people. them and there's there's so many little things that are just like oh well in my artifact deck I have a bunch of like uh, like prismatic uh, prisms that you know they're two mm. they're two mana end of the battlefield yeah, yeah, draw yeah, card yeah, yeah. Sure. color fix and I just use them as eggs I just end of the battlefield draw a card end of the battlefield draw it's like nope none of that works and <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like oh winter creature or something enters the battlefield uh, gain a life or do there's there's so many of those things it's it's kind of a nuts statement the way that it puts it. so like torpor yeah. for instance is like i think it's only creatures i believe entering the battlefield don't cause effects yeah this literally says permanence 
That yeah. is so crazy to grasp. Like that lands don't trigger landfall. I mean, it's just like it's like everything exactly and stuff chance. that like you play doesn't affect your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's even stuff like oh my deck's about based around blink so all my stuff blinks like nope whenever like you know if i were to play an enchantment so it was like oh when you or whenever you play an artifact or something you take damage because of my 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 creature or whatever i think that's uh actually you mentioned that that one quick statement i don't i think we have to land on that a little harder so i think that's gonna be misplayed a lot that oh, it yeah. states that <laughs> uh abilities of permanence you're a opponent's control to trigger so if a permanent you control enters play and an opponent's ability would trigger it does trigger no no, no. it doesn't trigger permanents entering the battlefield don't cause abilities of permanence your opponent's control to trigger yeah so okay. your oh man so it shuts it shuts down everything it shuts, it shuts, down, it shuts everything. down things that you haven't thought of it and shuts like, those down what we have determined good cards to be is like cards that do something, but they also enter the battlefield yeah. and draw a card. Uh, like, <laughs> well, or, or or ones that you don't expect how big of an effect they'll have uh, on the board, like the out of time one, for example. Yeah. Phasing all creatures ended up being way more important than we thought. We were like, wow, we can't get out of this. <laughs> right, like, exactly. Oh I don't know how to get out of this. Yeah. And then all your, uh, it's, there, yeah, again, like there's going to be someone's going to play Fleshbag Marauder, and it's going to be like, oh, actually, I mean, cause think about it. This happened. almost is like it phased all of your opponent's stuff. <laughs> they don't, they don't trigger anymore. On they anything. don't do anything. So, like, they're phased out. And now those all your creep, they're going to be looking at things like, okay, what am I going to do? Play like my four mana one one that when it enters the battlefield, I draw three cards and <laughs> like make some discard three cards, like. That normally is like whatever's fine because I can blink it a bunch of times. It's like okay, but now I need to block, so I need to. I just think on this one in particular, like the panharmonicon effect of it, like that you're double triggering is going to matter so little compared to how much it just decimates. Yeah, like (laughs) this is one of the cards where like I just want to just throw it in a random white deck just to see with like almost (laughs) no synergies, like just to put in like a normal non. Yeah, just play it as a hate card because it's it's just gonna be valued for something that is doesn't have any activated or triggered abilities on it yeah <laughs> so i i think it's, it's gonna be amazing how hard this is to remove too because of that statement like yeah. things like meteor golem can't destroy it like that's a common card that blows things up. right o-ring is like a very popular like enchanter like any deck that's based around enchantments right. yeah like those cards can't get rid of it <laughs> it's like amazing yeah. how hard meanwhile your o-rings exile two things now <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. And you can go in these like crazy like O ring loops now, right? <laughs> but your things just enter the battlefield by exiling your own O ring over and over again. If you have two of those effects, uh, would you like me to go with my number one first, or, or would you like to to hit it up since you've been leading the pack? Uh, let, let's uh, let's have you go for your number one. All right, I'll I'll wrap mine up with the namesake card of the set. All will be one. That's my number one as well. Oh, okay. So we're in a group. We so got this that. is just this is the infinite infinity card from the set. It yeah. just it just goes infinite with too many things, <laughs> and so because of that, and it being an enchantment uh, for three red red, uh, it states whenever you put one or more counters on a permanent or player, all will be one deals that much damage to target opponent, creature and opponent controls, or planeswalker and opponent controls. Now this is a super cool card, and if played. Like a cool person, this card would be cool. 
But Magic's a really long game with a lot of history. It has a lot of cards that uh, it just like immediately you do damage. It's it's instantaneously uh, <laughs> yeah, immediately broke. We're just too many things broke. all at once, and everyone discovered it and was like, ah, okay, right, yeah, cards busted. So this is just an I win button immediately, right? And it's an I win button that also just does stuff if you don't yeah, have the other piece of the just combo. A good card, yeah, just like. Oh, I play a card that says like, oh, put a plus one plus one counter on all my ten creatures. Oh, do I have ten instances of, of one damage now? Mm, cool. That's pretty good. Oh, did I uptick all my planeswalkers? Oh, I now all my planeswalkers also like lightning bolt for free. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean you had to pay I mean, this card, but I had to put it as my number one just because of its infinite uh, abilities. Well, but that's that's I think what takes it over the top. Yeah, like, that's just because someone could just be like, okay, now all your creatures are dead. You this is the only permanent, and you could just like you're dead in the next turn, draw a card, I win the game. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's agreed upon. That's all right. So we had three cross two. Two. We I had the All Will Be One and Mondrak. Yeah. We had two. We ended up with two. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's so fair. I, I did think if I were to tell you before we started this, the two that we were going to cross over, it was at Mondrak and All Will Be One. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, <laughs> knew you had to have All Will Be One on it. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, Mondrak is this. Mondrak. <laughs> it's just bust. Just nuts. Man, the, those effects wouldn't even be that bad if it weren't for all the token like artifacts that Wizards has printed over the past. I mean, I can't say recently because it's been like seven years. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, so treasures, weird. clues, food. Yeah, so like, and it's just so weird that it's just with all the colors now. It's just like they didn't hold back anymore. Yeah, they're like, just everyone like, gets oh, whatever, it. it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. All right, well, that's our strongest cards. We'll see you in underrated cards. Ooh. Party on. Party on.